0: Good morning, Cincinnati, and welcome in to another winning episode of the Bearcat Brunch, brought to you, as always, by our great partners at Royal Lynx Golf Tours. Have you always wanted to golf at St. Andrews? Have you ever enjoyed a perfect pint of Guinness in Ireland? Well, Royal Lynx Golf Tours is a golf tour specialist offering unforgettable golf experiences to Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales. Their custom itineraries are more than golf trips. They are immersive, cultural, and country experiences that will surprise and delight you, both on and off the course. Royal Links Golf Tours is owned by former Bearcat quarterback Hayden Moore and his partner, UC alum Jeff Bartholomew. So if you'd like to play St. Andrews or Bally Bunyan or enjoy that perfect pint of Guinness, please visit their website at royallinksgolftours.com or call them directly at 770-331-1525. And with that, we are back. To recap the Bearcats' 27-21 victory in Pittsburgh against the Pitt Panthers last night, as always, joined by my esteemed colleague, Jeff Howe. Good morning, Jeffrey. What a wonderful, wonderful morning. And we'll just kick things off by giving one final, maybe final, eat shit pit. That's our damn River City Rivalry Trophy forever. Well, I guess maybe until they come play us again here, who knows? But anyway, good morning, Jeff. As we do every week, kick it to you right off the top. Your big takeaway from the Bearcats win.
1: Uh, just said, you know, like it, how resilient they were when it looked like the the game was in hand early. Um and then that it was one that, you know, maybe in the past when I mean it had heartbreak written all over it coming down to the wire and they just, you know, they kind of bowed their necks or whatever else you want to, whatever. Thanks Natalie. Uh, Whatever uh, (laughs) coach speak you want to use. And they got it done and it, you know, maybe it didn't turn out as as kind of pretty and with a bow on top of it as we thought it was going to from the, the start, but, can you leave out of uh, another Power Five conference game on the road with a win? I think that's uh, that's all you can ask for.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm not here to, like, lecture anybody. You can react to wins and losses however you deem best for you. But, like, I've always just taken the approach of, like, we are guaranteed 12 of these. We talk football every single day and then we only get a guaranteed 12 games and a season that is three months out of the year like i am going to enjoy and i always have tried to enjoy every win to the fullest because there's just they're few and far you know it's fleeting they're few and far between at times and then you have a whole off season to stew over things like i'm not gonna let you know whatever get in the way of enjoying a big win and and i think the thing that impressed me the most was just the way they came out. You know, your first road game, you don't know how all these new pieces, especially on offense, are going to handle the situation. You get a three and three and out or whatever to start the game, and then a very impressive first drive, really impressive first half, pushing pit around, opening up running lanes. You know, Kiner, and obviously, the story. Of the day, 20 carries for 153 and a touchdown, with that 68-yard run being the longest. Um, but you know, you you have for a second week in a row, they have come out and looked very prepared, very energized, very ready to take the fight to the other team, and they certainly did that at the jump, and then carried that momentum through the first half. Things. You know, we can talk about the second half, and I'm sure we will. But that's the thing that impressed me the most was with all the uncertainty still, big big gap from playing Easter Kentucky to playing Pitt on the road. How are you going to handle that type of environment? And they passed that step, I think, with flying colors.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, we talked about it kind of, well, in you know, the preview show, we were like, hey, some of the things we're seeing from moving from spring ball into higher ground into like the scrimmages that they had going on, kind of we're, we're raising our expectations a little bit. Like we thought, okay, maybe this team isn't going to like only win two games and be at the bottom of the big 12. Maybe, maybe they got something here and then, you know, they come out against Eastern Kentucky and we talked about, we just wanted to see how things mesh together. You've got what 10 brand new guys starting on offense so essentially an entirely new offense new system new coaches new players all over the place let's see how this like meshes together and we check that box against cku i think we talked about that last week how, how well that we checked that box and then we kind of hey you know this is the first quote-unquote measuring stick game like where where are we gonna land with this one and they came out and punched pit in the mouth and then just kind of rode that to the end but you know they, there's some mistakes here and there but you really want to harp on a lot of the, like little nitpicky kind of things no i enjoy the wins And yeah, it's I, a power five like it's a power five it's another power five team this isn't like we're not at at temple or eastern carolina or like any of these other places that we used to go to where it was like yeah, you know, seemed like you should win from the jump like it you know maybe wasn't always that way but it it all it did seem like those games weren't weren't this they these caliber of players that you're going to be going against that can flip a switch and turn the tide of the game and you got to react to that and if you can't then you end up with a loss bearcast reacted to it very well yesterday and and pulled out the win
0: absolutely like i'm not sure how good Pitt's going to be but i wasn't sure how good we were going to be going into the season so like when you this is how a lot of our games are going to go this year. I mean, there's going to be moments where you, they probably look great. And then there's going to be moments where you're like, what is like, what the heck is going on? We were, we were doing great stuff 20 minutes ago and now we can't move the ball or the other team couldn't move the ball. And now they've put together two good drives. It's like, that's the ebb and flow of a season when you're playing a lot of teams that are similarly talented as you are like, It's just you're not gonna just go up twenty to seven at halftime and then just win. You know, more times than not, win forty to fourteen or something. You know, you're not doubling up the scoring. Jeff Pitt is a perennially good program. I mean, they had a great season with Kenny Pickett a couple years ago, but like every since Narduzzi's been there, I don't know if they've truly had a bad year. I mean, they're a seven, eight, nine win team pretty much every season. So to go in there, come out the way they did run the ball as effectively as they did, especially in the first half. You ended up rushing for 216 total, 5.1 yards a carry. You know, I thought the offensive line did a lot of good things. I thought they did probably did a better job than I was expecting in pass protection. I know there were some breakdowns, and Emory ended up, like, just running, getting two, three yards at a time or something. But, you know, only gave up two sacks. I think there was eight QB hits. You know, the one sack, obviously, or the one hit John Williams got beat pretty bad and you know forced you know got Emory got hit as soon as he threw, which forced a hype because I think Braden Smith was actually open there on kind of the dig crosser, yeah. Um that he was trying to complete there. But you know, for the most part, we talked going in, like how many times would Emory get pressure and try to make a throw and it come back to bite? Like, don't make bad plays into terrible plays, like Take the two-yard game, take the two yard sack. Like, and he did that even on the interception. That mm-hmm. wasn't like a forced throw. He was he had him there and just got hit as he was yeah. throwing. So um, you know, I thought you know, he only throws for 125, but he was still 18 for 26, made some they made some key third down conversions, you know, and especially at the end, for all the ineffectiveness that the offense had for the majority of the second half, when they had to get it. And when Pitt knew what they were going to do, they were still able to get it, and yep. I think that that shows you know a level of improvement even throughout the game. That yep, we got bogged down, but we got the ball, and we just need a couple first downs, and we're going to run it. And they know we're going to run it, and they they still couldn't stop it.
1: Yeah, like I mean, I know like text you like I, I was I was really impressed again with like and I don't know. I was talking to Aaron as well. I said, I don't know how many completions that uh, Emery had that were really over like 15 yards. I don't know that they were, that there were many um, that were like that, but his, it, he looks pretty effortless and his accuracy is there. That's why like on that, on the interception, it's like it, you're going to have those. Like that's going to happen. Sometimes somebody's going to get through. They're going to hit you when you're throwing the ball and it's going to go offline a little bit. Like, how do you respond to it? They did a good job. Um, but I thought his, his ability to just kind of like get outside the pocket a little bit. Um, it seems like it's a little bit more, some of those are more designed. I didn't think he panicked really at all. I did see some people that like were freaking out and saying like, Oh my God, he panicked so much yesterday. And he was like running all over the place and he didn't really look comfortable and he has no pocket presence. And I'm like, did we watch the same game? No, we I don't, yeah, the I don't same feel team? that way
0: because, like, I feel like he real, like he. I thought his internal clock was quick. Like he realized quickly in plays when they were bringing pressure that if my guy's not open, I'm not gonna hang back here and like hope that he gets open. Like, cause they're coming, and I'm gonna get what I can get. And sometimes that was only two yards, yeah. but second and eight is way better than one hanging back there hoping your guy gets open and taking a sack or two hanging back, hanging back there and then throwing a ball that late that you shouldn't be throwing. So yeah, yeah, I mean, we talked coming in, they have a good defense. They have three very talented, very experienced defensive backs. Like guys weren't just going to be running down the field, throwing their hand up in the air like they were last week. It was going to be much more of a challenge to throw the ball on them. Now I'm, Pretty surprised it was not as much of a challenge running the ball. Uh, I thought that their front seven would be better than they were. Obviously, they, they got better in the second half. But, you know, offensively, to go in there and, and just, you know, we talked, we've talked we talked a lot about, like, how many points is this team going to score? How many is going to be enough with this defense? And I think, I don't think Pitt's offense is is much to write home about, but to go on the road... Second game of the year, put 27 up. You're gonna give your team, with the way the Big 12 is and with the way some of these teams are, you score 27, you tack on one more there, you know, 34. You're gonna give this team a chance to win a lot of games if the offense is able to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, we can also talk about going into the into the half, having a kicker that just I mean, like it there was no like worry about the kick when it went up this is a very short like side note but it was very impressive to me like there's a a group of us that were talking and it was like uh, this is on grass like it's that field is not like always the greatest to kick on and and he buried it so that was nice to see uh that we we've got that potentially as a as a weapon that we need or if we have to rely on it later in the season
0: Carter Brown definitely passed his big first test. I mean, that was a huge drive too because you're getting the ball to start the second half and they pin you on the one. And if you can't get it out of there and you you punt it, maybe you give up a score, but you take the ball and you drive all the way down and burn off, I think it was like the last eight minutes or so of the second quarter and then kick a field goal. Like That's a huge play because then you get the, like I said, you get the ball to start the second half and keep their offense up the field for, you know, 10, 12 minutes of, of game time, Um, you know, I know that there was, I don't, I try not, I, you know, for those that don't know, I do not look at Twitter during games. <laughs> I just don't do it because they're, you know, for as excited as we all were at the start, we're up 10, nothing and I look at the scoreboard and there's still seven minutes to go in the first quarter. I'm like, there's still a lot of game left. Like mm-hmm. it felt like a lot of game had happened because they, they got off to such a good start, but there's a lot of game left. And so like I don't look at it. I don't, you know, very, very rarely do I look at it. Very rarely do I send anything out during an actual game. Um, but, like, yes, in the second half, I do think the play calling got more conservative, but I totally understand why. When you're up like that on the road against an offense, we'll get into their offense versus our defense, but up, up against an offense that really can't couldn't do anything to that point. Like, they didn't do anything until the fourth quarter. Yep. And you have a defense playing well. What, you know, yes, you can do some other things, but like, why are you going to have your quarterback dropping back deep looking to throw the ball down the field when the only bad things at that point that can really happen to you are turnovers and things of that nature? So, you know, why are you going to put him in harm's way and run plays that take longer to develop? Like they need to get better, obviously, across the board, like you almost lost the game, you know. But like yeah, you gotta block it up better and find ways to pick up first downs in those type of situations. Uh but I don't really fault the I'm not gonna be like all oh, the play calling was bad. Like I think the execution was, was poor. I think Pitt played better defensively. I'm say
1: Pitt I mean you, you've got a team that had a chance to go into the locker room at the half, kinda make some adjustments. That's the other thing that you're gonna see, you know, more often than not now where like you're playing against a better teams, and that brings along with it better coaching staffs that can look at these kids and say, "Look, we're going to change up X, Y, Z. This is where we're get, you know getting killed." And when we go out here in in the uh, in the the second half, we're not we're not going to get killed by Corey Kiner running us over play after play after play. We're not going to let that happen.
0: You you weren't in a, a back and forth slugfest type game where you felt like. Every chance you had, had the ball. You had to be uber aggressive and score because the other team was, pro- you know, was probably going to score. Like you have to play the game as the game is unfolding and, and realizing that Pitt really, really struggled to move the ball. I mean, they only had 260 total yards of offense, and 90 of it came on two plays. And really, 100 and so they had 262 yards of offense, and. Uh, 128 of it came on three plays. So you're not you're not gonna just put your quarterback in a spot like that. Like, can you do other things? Sure. I mean, we we could nitpick it to death, but you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna be like this team can't move the ball. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna drop you know do five seven step drops and let them tee off on us because we know they're coming and we're gonna run a bunch of deep routes that take time to for the guys to get to their spots. Like, it's just not what you're going to do. Now, you got to block better. you got to be able to run the ball better in those situations. But at the end of the game, they did. And, you know, they picked up a fourth down on a little swing pass to Kiner. They picked up some third downs along the way to keep the clock moving, especially at the end. Like, they did what they needed to do. And, again, new team, new coaching staff, on the road for the first time, tons to learn from, but it's much easier to learn when you're stacking Ws.
1: Yeah, and, and when you talk about, like, the new team on the road, Power 5, like, all that kind of stuff, obviously that kind of, like, popped up a little bit with uh, with the, the false start on the the second um, attempted fourth down conversion where they backed them up to, like, I think, fourth and six or something. It was just like, yeah. Time to point that one away. Um, and maybe that was a blessing in disguise. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that they probably picked that up because it was an I, even shorter just, one than the— I
0: love— the aggressive nature. And oh. You have you have to put your foot down at the start and uh, and say, I love the aggressive nature, and I'm also understanding and of that sometimes it's not going to work. You can't be right. like you can't be like I love to go for it, and then when it doesn't work, be like, oh, you shouldn't have gone. Like
1: that was stupid.
0: I'm there all the way, and when it doesn't work, you know it doesn't <laughs> work. But I love the aggressive nature on offense. I you know make <sighs> them stop you. Their offense was not good. Like, why are we just going to punt the ball back? To, like, keep try to keep the ball. Um, yeah. I love the aggressive style. I love the aggressiveness on defense. And, and we can go ahead and, and kind of switch over to that now. I thought the defense was pretty much lights out all game. I mean, to hold a quarterback to 10 of 32. And, and like, I wasn't a huge Phil Jakovic guy once I started, like, really digging in. I mean, he's a 60% passer on his career. Obviously, he was much worse than that yesterday, but, like, that's what he is. Like, that's what guys are by this time in their career. They're not all of a sudden going to turn into, like, a super accurate passer. But this stat is wild to me. Like, 11 targets to their top receiver, Bub Means, for zero catches. Like, that's, that's an insane number. So, you know, you drop back to throw 32 times. You throw to one guy 11 times, and he doesn't catch one of them
1: maybe maybe look for somebody else I, I, mean, I don't really
0: know what their offensive game plan was in the past game like it felt like it was he threw a lot of just go balls a lot of fade balls on the sideline like for all the pressure and aggressiveness that you see defense plays with they didn't throw any slants any screens to running backs like any qu- there was no quick game in their passing game whatsoever it was it was very strange watching.
1: Yeah, well, well, I don't know. Is, is that is that maybe because they, you know, gave a whole lot of respect to the couple guys there on UC's? Like,
0: I don't know. I mean, but, like, like, if if you're gonna be aggressive and you're gonna bring five six guys, like you're putting everybody else out on an island, and they they uh, they you know. Took advantage of that several times, and, and we'll talk about that. But, like, you throw a quick slant and the guy doesn't make the tackle, there's nobody left there to tackle. I just, it was very odd. They only ran the ball 18 times. Like, they're supposed to be a run it to set up the play action pass. And to only give your running backs 18 carries in a game like this was, was odd. I mean, they, they, ran, they only ran 61, like 61 true snaps or something. Um, but, you know, if you're going to be a great – you know, five sacks, lots of pressure, six quarterback hits, eight pass breakups. I said earlier, 262 total yards uh, allowed. It felt like they got them out of their game plan pretty quick. I don't think they only wanted to run the ball that much. I mean, they came out and threw in the first three plays of the game, which was very surprising to me. Um, but their pass game, you know, we're going to – put pl- here's the thing. We're going to play much better – passing offenses so the secondary play does kind of worry me a little bit as we get going into big 12 play like it's it's got to get cleaned up your or jerk whatever his name is accuracy was not good there were several throws the guys were like should have had chances to to make plays they dropped some balls they he, uh, he was inaccurate but when you throw the ball downfield as much as they did you're going to have inaccurate passes
1: i mean like in several of the several of the uh, the pi calls we're on balls that were, you know, five, six yards either like out of bounds or, or downfield. I mean, they they weren't. Yeah. The, it the felt P. like they I got w- to the
0: point where they were just hunting, hunting PI yeah. calls, like 50 50 balls and PIs. And I get it. Like Justin Harris, he had a spat of it last year where he got too grabby and he was too grabby today or yesterday. And what happens is, like, we can argue, like, were, were all of them good calls? No. But when you start grabbing, And they Mm -hmm. throw a couple flags on you. That's all they're looking for now. And that's all the opponent is in those officials' ears. He's holding. He's holding. He's grabbing him. He's interfering. And they're just going to start focusing on that, and you're just going to keep getting called for it. So I get it. A couple of them were not good calls, in my opinion, but you put yourself Mm -hmm. in that situation when you you do start doing that, and then they start picking on it. And I thought Coach Satterfield had an interesting comment after the game of – we probably need to mix it up a little bit more. And I, I agree. Like you're going to be a man team. So that's what you're going to play. So just your, your other coverages are never going to be as good as your main coverage, <clears throat> but if you're going to be that aggressive and they do start picking on a guy or he's having a tough day with some grabbing and holding and whatever, like you gotta be able to mix in a little bit of zone behind it to give the offense a different look to help that guy out. So, It was interesting to hear him say it. Now we'll watch to see if it actually gets put into practice.
1: Comes to fruition. I don't don't know that we expect to see it much against Miami next week. No,
0: tight end. Mentioned their tight ends coming into the game. That was a concern. I thought we didn't do a great job covering Gavin Bartholomew. A couple of their touchdowns, Deshaun Pace Pace and Taj Ward were a little late getting over to the – you know, to the kind of the fades into the corners of the end zone. Um, So passing defense and especially coverage without the holds and everything going to have to be a lot better. I mean, we're going to play in Oklahoma. You're going to play UC. I mean, you're going to play Kansas. You're going to play these teams that are going to have much more developed, much better passing attacks that that stuff isn't going to work as much because it can't be, it can't be sacked the quarterback or, or nothing or nothing like you're gonna have they're not gonna get there every play and you can't just expect them to keep sending more and more guys to make up for it so they're gonna have to to play better moving forward
1: i don't know dante seems like he could probably get there every play if he wanted to if his if his gas tank is full i'm pretty sure dante's getting there
0: oh man there were some him and Juwan moved some dudes at points there there were a couple
1: times where I, i i was like I would watch, I'm like watching, and I would think to myself, did Pitt forget to put someone in front of him? And then you go back and they show the replay, and it's not that they didn't put anybody in front of him. He just ate them alive and and mauled them like a bear and went right through the middle without like missing a beat. Like there was no slowdown. It was just an explosion and straight to the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, him, Jawan, Eric Phillips had another sack, which I had no idea how. Djokovic held onto the ball on his sack, mm. um, but yeah, I mean there was constant pressure. And see, that's the thing is, like, you look at the stat lines: eight eight, eight pass breakups is a huge number. Justin Harris had four pass breakups four. on his own, and a very and then, important one. And then right yeah, after
1: a pi,
0: and then you then you you know, but then you juxtapose that against you know, I think at least three, maybe four, you know, pass interference penalties, and it's it's just got to get cleaned up. Because this was not a like I said on Wednesday, like I wasn't blown away by any of their skill guys. And that I think that pretty much came to fruition. Like nobody was like, holy cow, like how are you we know, how are we gonna stop this guy? Like so we're gonna go up against better receivers, we're gonna yeah. go, go up against um you know better quarterbacks, better passing attack. So those things have to have to get cleaned up. Um, but again. That's what you you know that's the good part about being in this like you can do all those things much better, much easier when you're winning. like they don't you know, I'm not gonna hang my hat on that aspect of it. I'm gonna hang my hat on the 262 and get kind of getting them out of their plan to run the ball and, and everything they did along that along those lines. Um, who's you know anybody else stand out for you? defensively i know dingle put i, I he played say, much better much you know, better game than and last then he
1: you know, then he then he seals everything up i mean that was can't ask for anything more there um and and i i, I did want i know you just touched on on justin harris but like yeah you know, i, I kind of jokingly said to aaron last night like you know scared money don't make money but he he's got a you know the the couple things there but he makes a big a, a big pass breakup on I think it was fourth, fourth and eight, maybe, uh, at the end of the game. Or no, 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 I guess it was two possessions before that. He made a big pass breakup right after a PI call. Um, so you know, he at least he shows that he's not gonna like I mean that's just him. That's just how he's gonna be. He's gonna be ultra aggressive on things. And if he gets flagged, you know, maybe we can clean some of them up. But like you don't want to so also kind of like that like thin line like you want to like take away some of that and then instead of breaking passes up he's just making tackles on you know gains here and there and if he gives up a you know a pi obviously you don't want four game but if he gives up one here and there not that big a deal i don't think especially when it turns out to a win yeah exactly david he corrected it when it mattered at the end
0: yeah Right, and no. and I – that's the thing is I want to be aggressive all the time. So that's part of being aggressive all the time is that you hand fight and you do that and you kind of take that old, you know – Chadley used to always joke about it with Louisville basketball. Like they're not going to call foul every time. They're not right. going to call pass interference or grab every time. Now they probably called a few too many, but like – and then you need to be able to course correct and like read the, read the situation. I think that's what – maybe Satterfield was alluding to after the game, like we need to do a better job of reading the situation and, and saying like, Hey, even if we disagree with these calls, like this is the way they're calling it right now. We need to help him out. We need to give the offense something different to look at. Um, instead of just constantly sitting here in man and, and letting them run this kind of like same go ball fade route and just basically saying, Hey, we're either going to, you know, we're, we might get a pass interference. That's the best we're going to do. Um, but you know, good things to good things to build on. Um, you know, I thought the pressure was effective. I mean, they hit him several times. I thought Yerkovic kind of played his best in like chaos and like unlikely situations. I mean, there were several you know frustrating third and longs that he picked up with passes. You know, where you're just like, man, how are you know we're doing great on first and second down. And then we give him a third and nine on a you know a couple of those early drives or a third and eight where he pulls one out like it felt like they were you know much he was much better when it was kind of like a, a crazy situation and not just a first and ten five step drop type throw yeah
1: you know, and the other guy uh, I know Chad talked about it last night if anybody was still awake whenever they uh, when they went live last night but uh, like Jordan Young uh, he played pretty well. Um, you you didn't, he didn't maybe uh compile a huge stat line, but did, well, they weren't, they well. weren't throwing, they it throwing it in, right? Exactly. And
0: I don't know if that was because they felt like just the better matchup was on the other side or what, but, but yeah, maybe I mean, when
1: they got that first PI on Harrison, they like, oh, well, here we go. I,
0: I think it's pretty clear in this situation that you know, probably missed Sammy, uh, but it's good experience for Justin to be out there and. You know, you're going to very rarely go through a season where you don't need your backups to step in, and he got mm-hmm. you know good reps, and it's good things to learn from, and and understand that you know you just can't use use your hands that much, and some officials are going to let you do it, and some aren't. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem like Stanley's going to be out too long. Hopefully, Miami. I mean, I don't know if they'll need him against Miami, but if he's, you know if the guy's healthy, he's going to he should play. Right? Yeah, um,
1: you would want him to. Uh, Chris but I think up, it's.
0: Oh, sorry, Go ahead.
1: No, no. I was just gonna say, Chris wise bring bringing up uh, threats uh, when he uh, laid the wood, and they like. I, I thought for sure because I I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of the, the Kansas Illinois game on Thursday. Uh, yeah, some of it. It it seemed and like I don't know if the point of emphasis again or whatever, but um, it seems like it's more and more if the hit is really loud or, you know, an explosive, like they're just going to flag it and then yeah, look at it. It, the, it seems like they've re- gotten them right. And then like,
0: review it. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that was not, I mean, it was just a great hit shoulder to yeah. shoulder. He didn't launch. Like there was, there was nothing there for, for them to call, but yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's hard to believe, you know, i we won i don't really give a shit but like it's hard to believe that we had as we grabbed as much as we did and their dbs didn't didn't grab at all you know those that type of thing like i know your dbs are good they're real good but like the refs were clearly throwing pis but they didn't but you know Pitt didn't have any
1: yeah right um and it was a big 12 crew too i think so
0: yeah well there's
1: Maybe, maybe we'll, they came we'll over from the AAC Every, a little bit. We'll learn
0: quick everybody hates their, their refs. Yep. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Eh. Whatever.
0: But, yeah, I, mean, I think it's, a, it's just a very, like, I'm not going to get out over my skis. It's a very, very solid win. I am, for Dave. A, for a team still building, still, like, But everybody should be thrilled <laughs> about it. Like, right. you know. The experts and Las Vegas said this team was going to win four or five games, and they've won two already. And they might, you know, these two teams might be the two worst teams they play all year. I don't know, but mm-hmm. this—these are the data points we have. They're two and zero. A lot of teams aren't two and zero. Like I don't really care how it happened. At, you know, um, this, this particular season.
1: The one thing I do want to talk about that we didn't talk about that I feel like needs to at least get a little shout out on here is the Braden Smith a pass and and then his catch oh yeah that he had later i mean the, the catch that he made uh, I,
0: it's I, like a guy in the uh, texas receiver made a, not as not as diving but i think it's the hardest catch in football when you are running full speed and you have to look legitimately like directly over your head and yeah. and totally lose like focus of where you are in the field because you are you're just running and you're hoping you're running in the right spot but you are I mean it's such a hard catch and for him to make that on the sideline like that you know be able to get a knee knee down before he went out of I mean one of the best catches I've ever seen the play kind of reminded me a little bit of the Bengals touchdown to Hayden Hurst in the Bill's playoff game where get, he kinda like hesitated like he was gonna block and then and then ran by because like as Emery rolled out, you could see like they wanted you to think it was gonna be like kind of like a wide receiver screen type play, and then Braden, you know, busted it out down the corner. Um really good play design, but the catch, yeah. I mean
1: un- real I mean catch. To put the ball right there was like I mean Tong points out the, the throw is Pretty elite as well, but I mean, he certainly put the ball where only his receiver was going to catch it, and then for Brady to be able to like, just contort his body, like like you said, looking back up over your head this way, but also he's died like oh, yeah. laying out and sideways. Yeah, I like. <laughs> and then when they're like, "Oh, we're reviewing it," like because normally, like, yeah, every score turnover, oh, I totally, reviewed, I,
0: mean, I didn't think he, caught, I mean, I didn't think he was inbounds.
1: My my oldest son that I was watching with was like ah, I think he landed out of bounds. Like I think he was in the air when he and when they went back to like the slow mo and his knee like it was very clear that his knee hit. And I was like, that is one incredible yeah. catch.
0: I mean, that was the only part of his body that landed in bounds. Yeah,
1: it was his right knee. His
0: legs were up in the air, as, you know, like literally. That's that little piece of his right knee was the only part that landed in bounds. So. <clears throat> yeah, just a unreal play, unreal catch. Um, so, you know, you're you're just stacking things on top of each other. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> threw for 125, but 18 for 26, didn't put the ball in bad spots, didn't try to do too much, mm-hmm. you know, felt the pressure and then took what he could get. And, you know, that's all I'm asking for in situations like that against good defenses is just don't, put your team in a bad spot don't think that on this throw at the beginning of the third quarter that that's you know gonna be a throw that we absolutely have to make like just live to you know it's such a cliche live to fight another down live to play another down but like in this game it was razor thin at the end and you know any time before that that you're you know you gave them extra chances could have cost them the game so i thought the way they played offensively was a smart way to play, build the lead, and then not sit on the ball, but, like, don't give them – like, their offense wasn't doing anything until the fourth quarter. Don't give them a 30-yard field. Like, yeah. punt, punt the ball and play some defense. It's not the end of the world.
1: Right. Make them make them line up in front of you and keep doing, you know, what they had started to do but were not able to do for the majority of the game. So make them go as far as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: you got things to clean up. I mean, we talked the secondary, you know, I thought they didn't cover the tight end well. That was a concern coming in. We don't have a lot of guys with tons of experience covering the tight end. You know, on the 160-yard play, he just got – it was pretty much a busted coverage. He got lost and then didn't tackle well And that play, gave him, you know, an extra 20 yards. But, I mean, still, 262 yards, you know, held him to 21 points at home, got him out of there, run game like they really didn't I mean really didn't run the ball that much at all in the second half I and mean, they they were down but you know with the way their offense and the quarterback play was I'm kind of surprised that they didn't try to get some get some yards on the ground as well but
1: oh, that, and then you got to think like with the new like the new uh doesn't doesn't really get touched on a lot at all really here but like the new clock rules like you're really up against it in the second half whenever you know if you're down and you're trying to come back Uh, any significant margin like the new the new clock rules will uh it doesn't it doesn't bode well for you so yeah i mean i don't i don't
0: know yet how much it's really shaving off like it can't be more than a handful of plays but but you're still good it's still a handful of plays so like in Mm -hmm. uc's offensive case the way they're probably going to be constructed this year it's probably a helpful rule
1: Yeah. Um. So you know, it is what it is, and and we've got you know Miami coming up. Um. I, before I get to that, I was surprised, and one of the CW announcers didn't seem to be surprised because he thought it wouldn't help. But when they, when they went for it uh, fourth and nine, when a, uh, when Dingle came through and got the uh, the, yeah. you know, Finished the game off, I I was kind of surprised that in that moment that they and i don't know what their field goal kickers like or anything but like they kick a field goal there it puts them down by a field goal and they hadn't really had difficulty the last few drives getting the ball back from uc um yeah i, I, think... I was a little surprised they didn't kick it and at least like give themselves a chance because then you you know if you stop UC, then you, you you've been moving the ball a little bit here in the fourth quarter you've been stopping UC. At least that gives you a chance to get down and tie the game up, and then you know, over time, is a, a coin flip.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think if you kick it there and you miss, you you worry you're not going to get the ball back. Yeah, and, that, and so it's fair too. You like we're down six, kicking a field goal doesn't. We're you know we still need the another the possession the and center. at least and, and at least kick another field goal just to tie. Like I, I figured. I mean, I thought they would. Go forth there. I would have gone forth there, uh, only down six, and so you know that didn't surprise me ton. I don't like. I'm usually not like this, but I could only handle those announcers for a quarter. I turn the volume off. I know it's an ACC broadcast, but it seemed pretty bad. But you know, whatever. We won, so so I don't care. Exactly. Um, but no, I think we are.
1: You know, 2-0? Yeah. Go, Chris Wise brings go. up, like you said, a lot of teams aren't 2-0. One of those teams?
0: A lot of teams. A lot of teams up, aren't 2-0. No. He's I mean, like, up in a
1: northern state.
0: I guess this is a question, you know, again, two data points. It's a question we'll probably dig into more, but, like, is UC good? Like, is that a is that a question had, to I, talk about? Because, I had you know, a buddy
1: that is an Ohio State fan, like a a – full-on Ohio State fan, through and through, went there, like the whole nine, you know, goes to games all the time, whatever, and he sent me uh, a, a text. It was about halfway through and was like, um, is UC going to, like, be pretty good this year? I, was well, like, yeah, well, I, think,
0: I think that text really? went out and that tweet went out from a lot of people when it was 20 to 7 and, like, yeah. people were like, oh, okay, but I'm like, you know, again, I keep saying data points, but, like, so we dog walk EKU, and then they go into Lexington, and it's, you know, a close game in the third, fourth quarter before Kentucky, you know, pulled away and won by 11. So, like, and I think most people thought Kentucky was going to be pretty good this year. Was EKU looking ahead last week?
1: Well, I mean, to their big
0: in-state rival. Were they not? really focused on the Bearcats and that's why we beat them so bad but you know transitive properties but like you're right you are what you you know you're 2-0 not gonna bat my eyes at it um obviously have Miami coming up and then Oklahoma which Oklahoma was in a tight one uh in the fourth quarter with SMU 14 to 11 before they scored they got a couple touchdowns
1: they got a couple cheapy well i don't know if they were really cheapies but they, it just seemed like it was like boom boom they got like i don't know if there were some mistakes or whatever made in the game yeah no i don't, I, I don't I think they were like the high from the uc game so. i don't think
0: they were like cheap scores it was just a close game and then they got the ball and scored got a three and out and scored right 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 again and you know, pretty much ended it there but um we'll see i mean you got two two at home and we'll just see how it goes who did yeah. uh who jumped out to you around the nation yesterday?
1: Texas. I mean, I thought I thought that they were going to... I thought they win the game last year if Quinn Ewers doesn't... That was a game he got hurt in last year. And, and I thought they were... They played Alabama... They were playing them tough until he got hurt. Um, They're at least with them. Um, and it not Not that that really helps. You know, like people... Are, I was talking to my, my brother-in-law, like people... The Alabama loss doesn't, like, help... Boost UC up into like the top 25 by, you know, folks falling out. But there were some teams towards the back end of the top 25 that lost. Um, and I think UC probably will, if they had won the game, I think the way that they had started it, um, score wise, I think that would have maybe given them a little more attention as far as like top 25 votes. Um, and I know that wasn't the exact question, but I get off on the sidetrack sometimes. Um, so Alabama losing. uh, the Texas was was like that. Chador uh, Sanders, I think, is over is almost at a thousand yards passing through two games, so that's uh that's pretty wild. Mm, other than that, I don't. Uh, at, what UCF won on the last second field goal over Boise State, and then Rice over Houston.
0: Yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, Red Bull and vodkas last night with no Red Bull, I think. Down, down there for old dana um <laughs> poor guy. my my big takeaway you, you you mentioned texas i was watching that on my phone while i was watching the uc games but not being able to pay attention to it play for play but i mean right, that right. fourth that fourth quarter they just put the hammer down scored 21 points my other big takeaway is i said michigan was w- going to win the title mm-hmm. i i'm not going to change my pick But, man, USC's offense is fun to watch. Holy cow, do they got some dudes. I mean, when we got home, we went to my parents to watch the game, and then when we got home, I watched uh, some of their game and still in the first half. They put up 49 in the first half like it was nothing. And I'm just sitting here going, okay, like, their defense isn't great, but are you going to score 50? Yeah. Like they're off they like, they got some running back transfer a guy transferred in from uh South Carolina that had a run that I was just like damn and then they got this true freshman Zachariah branch that's just second return touchdown of the season already like just an electric player and with Caleb Williams as long as he stays healthy like I'm not sure how you score with those guys
1: who have they who have they played so far? They played San Jose Singapore State last night. Okay, so San Jose State, they put up 56 and allowed 28. Nevada, they put up 66, only allowed 14. And then yesterday, they put up 56 and only gave up 10 points. Like, that, that's like when you have that kind of cushion, like, your defense really doesn't need to be. Now, yeah, because I mean, what are their you defenses make, like? Make
0: the other team one-dimensional, and if you just get a, a one or two interceptions or a couple sacks and make them punt, like they're not going to go like the, they're not going to go down and score with you every possession. I mean, they are like I'm. I cannot wait to watch them. I'm, do they? Play, yeah. Are you looking at their schedule?
1: Yeah. So they play do Arizona they play, State. Do they
0: play Washington. Yes. Okay. I mean, this... cannot wait for that game. And then cannot wait for the Oregon. Like Washington, USC is going to be a great game.
1: They play Colorado in two weeks. And then they play Notre Dame in in a month, and then Washington in about two months. Yeah, just, and then just Oregon, my- UCLA.
0: Something I'll be watching. Like I thought it was going to be good, but when you actually got to sit down and watch them, because they've been on Pac-12 Network the first couple of weeks against much, much inferior opponents. But just sitting down and watching that offense, I'm just like, whoa, buddy. Well, um, yeah, I
1: mean, like you said, it's just like if it's that high powered, like who? I mean, who's going to hang with that? Like if you if you got a guy that's obviously, like you said, like maybe these opponents aren't exactly the the greatest, but like you you're still hanging. 56 66 56 it's you know, okay so maybe you knock that down to like 40 42 whatever yeah. <laughs> it's still a hell of a lot of points to, to make up for on the other side of the What's ball
0: the thing is they're scoring 56 without trying to score in the second half yeah so like if the other team is scoring they're just gonna keep the foot down
1: that could be that could be Any, a story to watch.
0: Anybody in the Big Twelve jump out at you, good or bad? Like again, two games. I mean, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to put teams in categories of like real good. Pre- I think Texas and Kansas State are real good. Yeah. I think there's a whole bunch of teams that I'm like good question mark. And then
1: my, I think see falls in the good question mark. Yeah. No. Category I, yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Um, Baylor. Baylor concerns me. That's six losses in a row. Starting quarterbacks out another two weeks at least. Uh, they have a layup game this week, but then they go t- Texas at UCF Texas Tech before a bye when they play us. Like, they were a team I thought was going to be better than they maybe are. That UC. now, you know, kind of going into the season, maybe that was you were looking at that as a loss. Now that's you know,
1: maybe a coin flip,
0: a, a toss, right?
1: And it depends if you see remove uh, you know, because let- let's be honest, like. We're going to play Miami this week. I don't know that we're going to get a whole lot of answers to many questions. I don't
0: even know if those guys I, are I don't even know that
1: there's that many questions, like true questions outside of, is UC like legitimate? Right. right. Like, like, are they legitimate? good? Um, but then the week after that, you could still get an answer to that question that UC is hmm, pretty good if Oklahoma is also like very, very good. Right. Like if you get the answer that, yeah, Oklahoma is very, very good, UC could still be good.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't even know if Miami's back to Oxford yet. <laughs> After their, what I think was like a six or seven hour weather delay. I mean, they oh, were, that's they, miserable. They were playing at UMass and kicked off at 3.30. And I got home and their game was still in the fourth quarter.
1: That's miserable.
0: So by the time they got out of Boston and got their way back to Oxford, that's a, that's a long day. Um. Mm. Yeah, I mean I think there's on varying levels, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Kansas. Or like the I put them in the in the top group of the conference. And then I think you got kind of a bunch of teams in the middle, and then you got some teams that are like, you know, kind of showing you they're probably a, a back end team. So but again, you know, a lot still to be determined. Um you know georgia did what they needed to do i think i'm i'm not sure ohio state has the qb this year to really and that was contend, something that you brought really up con- on the preview show really contend against the the better teams whether it's penn state uh <clears throat> penn state or michigan or like in a playoff type situation so
1: mhm and that was something that we we talked about on the preview show, whenever you, you brought that up to, you know, OSU is uh there are actually a couple teams that know, you know, maybe their quarterback play isn't what they're used to or up to up to their whatever standards of, of play. So that'll be something that, you know, plays its way out in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, today is uh Today is opening day for the NFL. We obviously have several Bearcats that will be in action. I'll be most interested in watching one Mr. Des Ritter take on the Carolina Panthers. And then obviously big Monday night game, watch Sauce go up against uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Any, anything you're uh, you're going to be watching today?
1: Um, well, I'm going to have to watch the Bengals game on my phone because I have to take my kids to birthday parties. But I just, I, I just, want, I just want to see the Bengals like, come out and, and handle business against the Oh, Clayton I fully,
0: fully expect them to lose today. The Bengals? Yes, because they do not beat the Browns. Damn it, like Dave. The, the, when you just accept it, you don't get mad about it when it doesn't happen.
1: Listen, like not don't, They
0: don't beat the Browns. They beat I've come else. a long don't way.
1: I've come a long way of not being overly negative when my Bearcats start when things start looking the other direction during Bearcats games, and I'm trying to do that with the Bengals too. All right. I'm
0: not being negative. I just
1: accept I it. <laughs> I don't want to accept it. <laughs> if I can't. I just I can't listen to all these Browns fans all over the place like. I'm going to have to take up your stance and not use Twitter during any games that I'm watching.
0: <laughs> it, it's very, very freeing to just sit there and watch a game and, and not look at your phone. It's, it's quite a nice feeling.
1: You know, let's look at the injury report. Uh,
0: but, uh, no, I mean, you've got a lot of guys, you know, obviously want to see how Ivan does in his start for the Vikings. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think I'll be... I think I'll be getting direct or the Sunday ticket so I can watch, uh, watch the Falcons and and my other NFC team, the Lions, who are on their way to a, we're on their way to a cat Super Bowl Bengals Lions.
1: Yo, have some of that Chiefs fans.
0: Yeah, so we will. Uh, again, you know, Saturday weather looks outstanding for next Saturday. We get a nip at night. Regular season Saturday nip at night. Man, I'm I'm already I'm already ready to go. Got the Bearcats two and zero, looking to go to three zero. Keep the bell for, you know what's turning what's closing in on a
1: quarter of a. Are a, we canceling on that rivalry too, Chad? I, I was just curious. You guys aren't going to talk about the uh, UConn Georgia State game? No, no interest. What happened? We're leaving you. We're leaving that for you on the the nightcap it was it was it was close 35 14 georgia state
0: oh
1: shine is Dude. off
0: jim moore junior
1: you <laughs> is back they're back <laughs> to be in dog shit that's all i wanted to add to the show you guys have a wonderful morning you too yeah you too oh man
0: yeah it'll be i uh, i'm just you know just fired up man
1: yeah tune up baby you got I me mean, God, How can you it. not be excited? I was so excited last night. I tweeted it out. I was happy to see that the other people were just as excited at the end of the game, even after like some people were ready to jump off ledges and cliffs and diving boards into whatever. But
0: let them. <laughs> it's
1: right. It, I mean, look, we're in a we're in a in a good conference that we want to be in with you know good competition. We're going to be playing tough teams. We're not going to have you know a walk in the park every week. And if we can keep playing the way that we played the first two weeks, I think we're going to win a lot of games and be very successful. And, you know, we're not going to go up to Wazoo and come away with an L from the Pac-2. It's
0: tough. Pac-12, they finally lost their first games of the season as a conference late last night. Arizona State lost and Stanford lost. Like, it's the only losses the conference the, the, has the all conference year. The
1: conference is going, going out with a bang. The
0: champions going out with going out with a bang.
1: Oh man. All right.
0: But that should wrap it up. Again, thank you to Jeff. Thank you to Royal Links Golf Tours. Thank you to everybody that was in the thread today. We really really appreciate it. I had a great crowd this morning. Please like, subscribe, do all that thing that things that podcast people tell That's you beautiful. to do. Tell your friends to come join us on Sunday mornings. And we will be back next Sunday, 10 o'clock, same time. Looking forward to hopefully recapping yet another win in the Victory Bell series against Miami. Thank you again, everybody. And have a great, great Sunday.